0: Hey there, Patty. here. I wanted to let you know we are in a short hibernation period in the Space for Magic podcast. What does that mean? It means that we are not producing new episodes at the moment and we are going to serve you up our favorite pre-recorded episodes while we take this pause. This pause is here to give me a space to understand where the podcast is going in the future. We will be back in 2023. And for now, enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I am your host, Patty Lennon, and I don't have any guests with me today, although my guests from last week, Anna's comments are still rattling around in my head. And if you haven't checked out that episode last week, I highly recommend it. Anna Sweet have been on with me. She's a friend, a colleague, and among other things, towards the end of the episode, we were talking about the emergence of the metaverse and what it is and what it means. And I'm not going to spend any time about it here. The reason it's rattling around in my head is just that, you know, for in short form, the metaverse is essentially this kind of this experience we're going towards where so much is going to happen out in that virtual space. And I find the virtual experience just repels me right now. And in our conversation, you know, Anna was positing that maybe you know we're resisting what we fear or what's different and and there's likely some of that, but I think part of it is just still my resistance to disconnection in general. I feel like since the pandemic, we haven't yet come back together in close quarters with people, or at least I have, and I'm not doing things that I used to do on a regular basis and And I am someone who enjoys in-person events, right? And if you're not, then you're probably very much at peace. And the metaverse is, maybe it's repulsive for you (laughs) for different reasons, but it may not be uncomfortable for you from the perspective of not having to be with people in person to have experiences and grow wealth and all of that good stuff. So what I have found, and I didn't think I... I hadn't noticed this pattern in myself until just now. And maybe because of this conversation we had this last week is about the metaverse is that I find myself drawn towards reading fiction about knitting circles and book circles. So I have seen myself do this before. I just didn't know that notice the pattern when everything starts to feel a bit Untethered, I would say, I find myself drawn to stories about knitting circles, fiction, women's fiction about knitting circles or book circles or cookbook exchanges, fiction now, not in real life. And I don't do any of those things. I don't knit. I have zero desire to exchange cookbooks. But those stories that take women back to the heart of sharing experiences around the hearth You know, really are calling me. And I also reached out to my friend, Judith Nyland, who I've had here on the podcast to have a conversation because Judith is so good at connecting us to our inner home. Right. And I think that's what's happening for me is this there's this craving to find this inner home. And in fact, we're going to do this, going to come into the community, the Magic Lounge in March, to talk about this drive to find this inner home or to be called, you know, when we're called back to an ancestral land is really this part of that same experience. And why is that so strong right now? And, you know, astrologically, there are certain things going on that are driving it. I'm not an astrologer, so I'm not going to go into that. But the planetary elements right now are driving us to really look at what our truth is, and I think that that ties to that craving for that inner home. And part of what you know is happening, likely for you, it's happening for me, is we're seeing a continuation of a lot of that experience of 2021, where relationships fall away the importance of a relationship falls away or events or work, things that you thought were inherent parts of your life are suddenly not holding the same value for you, right? And that can be very disorienting. But what you will likely find if you focus your attention just in a slightly different direction is that there are other pieces of your life that have become stronger, that have become bedrocks, that are sparking truth, that are fundamentally important to you and are showing themselves that way in a way that you hadn't seen them before. Things that you took for granted. For me, one of those is just the privilege to raise my children the way that I get to raise them. And I've been grateful for that before. It's an obvious point of appreciation, I would think, for You know, people, when you have something that you love as much as your children, when I say thing, you know, obviously they are not things, but the experience of getting to be a parent and a parent to these beings that I know I've shared lifetimes with, right? That they've chosen me in this particular lifetime to be their mom, but it's really showing itself, right? It doesn't mean the parenting journey is seamless at all. I'm not suggesting that it's just really showing itself to me also you know where i want to take my work i'm not clear on what's evolving i've talked about the fact that the receiving school and the work i do here is evolving so i don't know what the evolution looks like but i feel where it's headed right so even though i don't know the details i do i can i can really tap into the feeling state that I want to create with the work as we move forward. And that feeling state is a deep sense of connection between me, the community, and the divine in this triangle shape. And so that's really strong. And so I would offer you that if you're feeling like you're not sure what's real anymore or what matters, or you just feel like things aren't working, let's say, start to look at what you know for sure, right? And I want to jump over to what I just mentioned about things not working right now, about another pattern that's happening in this evolution we're all going through, which is that it is likely that things are not working as you expected them to. And that is part of the plan, right? That us finding our way to our inner truth, our inner reality, rarely is a nice, clean, straight path. And we are being guided to learn and unlearn what we need to learn and unlearn. And it's being revealed as much through loss as it is through gain. Specifically, I shared with you here a couple of weeks ago that I was potentially gonna be facing surgery, right? And navigating on my back and navigating if, you know, Kind of that shame I felt that maybe I hadn't done enough metaphysically or even from a physical standpoint to heal my own back, and now I'd be looking at surgery. Well, P.S., the tests have been done. Surgery is not an optimal option for me. It's certainly an option, but the repercussions of the surgery are pretty, pretty unpleasant. They don't guarantee me a pain free existence, and the surgeon definitely felt I was far healthier than I should, my spine is in way better condition than anyone who should be considering the surgery. So what that did for me, because leading up to that conversation about that surgery was, I was really feeling, you know, needing to process a lot of feeling like the weight of this healing, this was on my shoulders. And when I realized that surgery was not an option, or it wasn't the option that really we should be looking at. It really gave me the freedom to hand this injury in my spine back to God and really say, you know, here, I have done what I can do because one of the things the surgeon helped me understand was all of the the activities I had done over the last six years to create healing in my spine he said they worked when you were doing them, but they're gonna stop working as soon as you stop doing them because you can't fix a structural issue with a non-structural solution, that there's structurally something wrong with my spine. That gave me a lot of freedom because that gave me a lot of permission to understand the essence of what was going on in my spine. This foundations right in the base of my spine, the foundation, there's a structural imbalance. And I need the divine's help to fix that. I need that. And so I opened up to that at a totally different level. But of course this winding path took me there. So that's what I'm talking about is this sometimes it's not a straight line, right? And it rarely is. And mine's been a six year six year circular line and it's not over yet. So I came to this point of awareness and I really felt the freedom of handing this back to God. And two days later, my back seized up in severe pain, pain I haven't felt in six years. So six years ago, I had this event, what's called an acute event, and it made the structural issue with my spine come to an awareness. So I didn't know this existed up until then. This acute episode happened. I didn't do anything. I was actually, I had just come from a yoga class, went to get out of my van and white hot pain went up my spine, down my legs. um, Went through testing, found out I had this issue. Did all these things to kind of heal myself. But I've been achy. That's really the experience I've had is it's just never gone away, right? It's just been achy. But this that I had, just two weeks ago was severe pain. And it felt like such a slap in the face. Like here I was, I handed it over to the divine. And then two days later, I have this second acute event that I hadn't had in six years. But here's the thing: that's what needed to happen to wake me up. And so first, because I was in relationship with this neurosurgeon now, he had done the testing. I called him he gave me steroids, which First of all, made me immediately pain free, which is a beautiful thing. It's not permanent, certainly, but it's the first time I have been a hundred percent pain free in years, so that's pretty interesting. but I, you know the steroids are gonna wear off, and that's not gonna stay that way. But in the context of that, I realized, okay, the divine was showing me look, you don't want this either. Like this is an alternative. This is what could have been and you have not had this level of severe pain. And what needs to happen together? What can we do in partnership to create the solution? And the answer is clear to me now. And it really is just following some rules that I didn't really feel like following anymore if we're being totally honest that just got so burdensome certain things about, you know, the way that I sit and stand and some morning exercises I need to go back to doing even though they stop working when I stop doing them, right? So the answer is you don't stop doing these exercises. This is part of your journey and it's uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable information. But through this new lens that I'm seeing and this appreciation for how healthy my back actually is, right despite this this misalignment that i have and how lucky and blessed i am which is what i keep hearing from you know the neurosurgeon and the chiropractor and how much opportunity i have now i see what i'm going to be doing going forward as a privilege as an opportunity where i felt up until now it was a burden and Perhaps that's the shift the divine knew I needed to make. Now, the journey's not over, and I don't think it's going to be a clean line from this point. I'm sure I'm going to throw many, many temper tantrums along the way of why me, but I've started on that path, and it's with a new vision and a new version Of what this journey looks like, paired with the understanding that where the injury is or where the misalignment is, is at my L5 and S1. That's the base of the spine. And when you look at that from an energetic standpoint, that's from a place of being supported by your family of origin, by your ancestors. And so now I get to dive in and really look at where does that remain unhealed and where can I invite in that help? And as I've gone inward, and had conversations with my guides and my ancestors, a repeated message I've received is, you have not asked us to help with this. And even as I'm starting to say this, it's bringing tears to my eyes because I realize I have been on the metaphysical side of this healing journey pretty much alone. I've seen it as being something I need to heal rather than inviting in the help from those ancestors that maybe were a part of that disruption and really letting them help me as opposed to forgiving them it's a different relationship it's wildly eye-opening to me how much i talk to you (laughs) about making space for magic and receiving and yet here when i look clearly at the last six years i've generally been on this healing journey feeling alone. And that's got to shift, right? And that's got to shift for you too. This journey you're on, if you look, I think you'll probably find places where you feel very much alone. And it'll feel like the aloneness is not a choice, but maybe it is more of a choice than you realize. Now, I will tell you, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, to what I just said from the alone standpoint in that you may also feel right now in the time that we're in that you want the answers to come from outside yourself. I know I did. I want the neurosurgeon to say, yes, we're going to do the surgery and you're going to be pain-free and it's going to be awesome. (laughs) But I tend to do that in the metaphysical space too, is you want maybe a healer or a reader or an intuitive to give you the answers this wanting those answers to come in this concrete form outside yourself. Even when they're metaphysical answers, when they're coming out of someone else's mouth, they feel more concrete. So I tell you that it's normal, especially right now, to want those answers to come from outside yourself. But I'm going to strongly encourage you, pull, pull, pull yourself inside your own body, inside your own soul, You can do this by just pulling the breath into your heart center. Just pull your breath into your heart center. That is where your source of wisdom is. Pull it deep inside of you and just keep looking for the answers inside because your truest answers, your most definitive guidance, your most helpful light that's going to show you the way forward is going to come from in there. So as much as you can, resist the urge to try and find those answers outside yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you can't look for help from the other side of the veil and, or from healers, actually. So if you're working with a healer, whether it's an energy healer or you know a Western medicine healer, or you're going to an intuitive, when you enter into that relationship with them, do it in partnership not with handing your power over. So come in into a conversation, right? Really hear what they're telling you, but feel the truth of it within yourself. Figure out what they're saying is true for you and what isn't. You know, when I was stepped into the neurosurgeon's office, when I had my first consult with him, as he started to talk, I could even feel the energy of what was going to be important for me versus not. As he was telling me the mechanics of the surgery, and going through things the energy of it was so unaffecting it was so light it wasn't sinking in i wasn't hearing it and then as he would talk about we need more tests but you know my gut is this is not going to be the journey that we're going to go on together like this is not where we're headed like that felt very solid it wasn't because i wanted that one actually i thought i wanted the surgery at that point I could just feel what was important for me and what wasn't. So you can be in relationship with other helpers, with other healers, but be in it from a powerful standpoint, right? Um, so that you are they are guiding you and helping you. They are not giving you the answers. And that goes true for the other side of the veil. You know, our spirit guides and angels, they can't give us the answers. They can just kind of show us the way. But certainly you can ask for their help. and be asking for their help on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Remember, we have free will. And unless we give them permission to help us, they cannot help us. And there is one last thing I want to talk about that's important to notice for yourself in this time we're in, which is our shadow stuff is really being brought up right now. In the case of the story I just told you, a shadow piece of my journey would look like that I really just wanted this to be easy. And I wanted someone else to fix me. And I didn't really explain that well through telling the story of these last six years here on this particular podcast. But I can tell you part of what came up was just this really deep anger that, that I feel like from a metaphysical standpoint, the fact that I wasn't always supported properly as a child, made me angry. And I wasn't looking at that. I wasn't putting, I was trying to be the bigger person, but I also was doing it and not honoring the frustration and the anger that I had that at times as a child, I was living more like an adult, right? And to really let, and to just want to like shout and scream and just say, make it better for me. Like, I don't want to do this, right? I want someone else to just make this better for me. And that's a shadow piece of this that I get to look at now. But there can be baser instincts. So while I was going when I first went on the steroids for probably the first 6 or 7 days, the steroids were making me crave caffeine and chocolate like a beast. I didn't want anything else. I didn't want meals. <laughs> I just wanted caffeine and chocolate. And that's what our shadow stuff can look like these these cravings, right? And we don't want to acknowledge them. But I did acknowledge them and I took them up to the surface and I put some limits. They were pretty extreme limits. I shared this with my list actually in an email and said I was giving myself four dark chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup thins every single day. For six days, I let myself eat them. I knew that it would pass. So I was. I knew it was easier to just give into those cravings. That's how I've learned to work with my Physiology when these cravings come with in response to like a medicine. But day seven, when the steroids tapered down, I was back to wanting salads and, you know, all that's good stuff for my body. But letting those dark cravings come up, the ones that we judge as wrong and bad, they need to come up. They need the light of day. And they are part of your truth. And as you let them come up, they are going to be part of walking that spiral line to your deepest inner truth, to the way forward. Um, One of the exercises we use in the receiving school, and you can try this on if you need something, is what is your dirty, nasty, greedy self want right now? Right. That's kind of what helps you tap into that shadow side. That can be scary, especially if you're trying to be a good person, (laughs) walking a spiritual path. That shadow stuff can feel like other. It can feel like not you, but it very much is you. it's really important to recognize it in order to fully heal and release it. Now that I've started to look at this kind of this petulant anger I have from my early childhood, it is letting me have more honest conversations with the people on the other side of the veil that are involved in that. And that's part of the healing, right? That's part of the journey. So... Again, I know this is a crazy time we're in. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. And as a reminder of what we just talked about here, the first is, as things are falling away that aren't true for you, really start to notice what you know is true for you, right? That those things will become even stronger. The second thing is, allow yourself to go within and have your own wisdom, trust your own wisdom. And the third is, Allow the shadow stuff to come up and look at it for what it is because it is part of your healing journey. I wish you so much love. This is certainly a time where I know you need love and compassion and kindness. And I hope first and foremost, you're giving it to yourself. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people, and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day, and don't forget, always create space for magic.